Hey everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today we have part three of our interview between Craig Rochelle and John Maxwell. Here they are. Let me ask you one more about one more quote, and then I want to hear about your new book, and then we'll do a little lightning uh, round of fun questions. But you talk a lot about attitude, and um, one of your fa- well-known quotes is, people may hear your words, but they feel your attitude. And I'm, I'm curious, John, how important is attitude and leadership, like for real? Is it, does it matter? How much does it matter? Well, I think it's the difference maker. Now, I've heard people say attitude is everything, and that's not true. I mean, I, I always want to say no, no. If attitude is everything, what do you do with co- incompetence? I mean, you know, the good news is they have a great attitude. The bad news is they're incompetent. Well, one day you got to deal with the incompetence. So attitude isn't everything, but I do think it's the main thing. And what I mean by that, I, I think it's a difference maker. If you have two people with equal skill set, equal experience, equal contribution, and, and all that, and, and, but one has a good attitude and one has a bad attitude, who are you going to have on your team? Right. Uh, and, and why? For only one reason. Attitude showed up in one person's life instead of another person's life. My father passed away on July 4th of 2020, 98 years old. Incredible influence upon my life, Craig. And two days before he died, I sat by his bedside for three hours. And I sat down with him, and I shared with him every lesson that he taught me. And as I would share with him every lesson he taught me, I would say to him, I learned the lesson from your words first, but I remember the lesson Hmm. because of your actions. You backed it up with your life. Mm And I think that everything that we say is backed up by our spirit, by our attitude. It's kind of like what you said was true, but your attitude made it palatable. Mm-hmm. It made it it made it something that gave me a hunger to, to have. And I think that attitude is uh, and and it's a choice. One other thing, attitude's a choice. Something so important we get to choose. You know, a lot of things I, I I'm able to do because I don't have skill sets, but. Everybody can pass the attitude test if they want to. And the other thing is, in skills, you can only develop, if from a 1 to 10, you can maybe only develop your skills two or three numbers. Mm-hmm. But in attitude, you can go from a zero, which I've known people have a zero, and to a 10. Because in matters of choice, you can grow greatly. In matters of skill sets, et cetera, you much, grow much slower and in, in, in less increments. So one follow-up question, because I know a lot of uh, leaders right now are discouraged. There's a lot. lot sure. There's a lot of headwind that we're all lot. experiencing. Lot. And so, if someone is kind of down, maybe their attitude is not so great. And you're saying we can improve it. What advice do you have to help choose a better attitude? Well, the first advice I have for all of us is for us to understand it is a choice, because I think the tendency for me is that when I find that I'm starting, my attitude's starting to slip, and we all need attitude adjustments. We all have to understand our attitude doesn't stay like it should. It, it, so, I mean, there are times when I have to go talk to myself. Yep. And, and, and in fact, I tell people the most important conversation that you'll ever hear are the words from yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it begins with the fact that I have to understand that I don't like what's happening. I don't understand what's happening. I can't keep up with what's happening. I can't control these things. So now as a person, I have to go to, what can I control? If I can't control it, I may give it a little space of my time, but I can't give it a lot of space of my time because obviously there's nothing I can do about it. So now I've got to go to, what can you control? And what I learned a long time ago is what you can control, 
will then begin to seize the moment to the things that you can't control. So with attitude, I would share with everybody right now, we're all going through difficult times. None of us like it. I do have a statement on that, and that is everything that you want but you don't have is outside of your comfort zone. And so what's really beautiful about COVID-19 and all that we've gone through is it's taken a lot of us out of our comfort zone. And honestly, we're going to look back three or four years ago for now, and we're going to say, I'm much better because I was willing to go places that I'm, you know, I got knocked out of my comfort zone. But this attitude, I would just say, you have to go to self-talk and just pull away and say, okay, I don't understand this, but I know I can control this part. And just take the little parts of your life that you can control and get that good, put a good attitude over that. It really does work. It does. This year, you know, we've had so many things that would be considered setbacks that like so many other people. And so I've had to talk myself through it. Okay, so what do we still have? Um, how can we still influence? And, and we have a lot. <laughs> we've, we've lost some, but we have so much. When you look at what you still have and what you can do, you can, you can take your attitude to a much better place pretty quickly. Yeah, in fact, I told my team during all these setbacks and all these pivots and all the stuff that we're having to make, I said, you'll not see me mad mm-hmm. because what I don't understand, I won't be mad about because I know it will make me a better person. Yeah. So understand right now, we're going to constantly adjust. We're going to have to constantly turn back up, do something differently, it's okay. Because the moment I can embrace the moment, even though it's, you know, what Max Dupree say, the first responsibility of leaders to define reality. Once I can embrace reality, now I can do something to create things out of it that will make me and people better. Good. No doubt. John, in 1977, you wrote down a core goal in your journal and you said, I want to make a difference. And you have a new book out that really reflects that core goal. The book is called Change Your World. And it's all about, I happen to have a copy here, Change Your World, um, how anyone, anywhere can make a difference. And uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about, the, like, do you really believe that someone listening right now, wherever they are in the middle of a difficult time, do you really believe they can make a difference? In I not only really believe that you can make a difference and change your world, I, I really believe you better make a difference. Hmm. Here, here's the first <sighs> I think that to change your world, you have to have anger of the way things are, but hope that things can get better. And, and uh, anger without hope puts you into desperate straits. Hope without anger is too Pollyanna, and there, you won't, you hope without anger, you won't pay a price. There's a price to change your world you have to pay. And if you don't have a little bit of anger, it's, you're just not going to, you're not going to be uh, sincere enough about paying that mm-hmm. price. So in Change Your World, first, the, for, the whole premise is very simple. Quit waiting for someone else to change your world. And I wanted to start with a book that would allow people to have hope and, and, and say, okay, I can do something about where I am. And I think that's where we start. Mm-hmm. So the book is based on values. It, in fact, here's the thesis. If people learn good values and they live those good values, and if they value others and work together to develop a value-based community, they can change their world. So good. So and that's good. what we do. Well, a lot of people ask, hey, what's a great book I can read next? Uh, how can I grow my leadership? So I'll just say yeah, to whoever's <laughs> asking, change your world. And also you. the John Maxwell Leadership Podcast is a must, must listen for people. John, thank you for 
your contribution? I, I can't let you go yet okay. because I got to tell you, We're not I done. listen. I listen to your podcast all the time, and I text you. I tell you the things that you're. Te- Every time I listen to your podcast, I learn something. I have never listened, and I know I do leadership. I got it. But every time I hear you talk about leadership, there's something that you give me and I get to take away. I mean, I've got a whole Craig Rochelle leadership file that's going to get in my book someday, of which I'll give you credit, but no royalties, but I'll give you all the credit. But, but, but the point of it is you're a terrific leader. Thank you. And I listen to your leadership podcast because I always learn from you. Thank and you. so thank you for how you're um, helping me make a difference in my life. Well, I'm humbled that you listen. Yeah. Thank you. Lightning round just for fun. I learned. Just for fun. Uh, besides Change Your World, what's your favorite John Maxwell book? Today Matters. Today Matters. Yeah. Uh, biggest leadership pet peeve, what makes you crazy? Leaders not valuing people. Mm-hmm. Favorite thing that you drink during the day? I just put that during the day for some reason. My excess drink. <laughs> it, it, probably two of them in the morning by 1030 that just keeps me um, um, caffeined up. There you go. Uh, I've got something <laughs> Where similar. Did, I didn't know we were going to talk about my sins today. But, uh, anyway. uh, last new thing you've tried. Well, I, okay, I, I did try just on, on basically flat service. I just came back from Jackson Hole. And I never did a, I, I skied, but I never snowboarded. And so I just thought I would just tr- try, you know, and not, not really snowboard, but just get in and, and just feel how that board was. And, and, and I got in it and I felt flat on my butt mm. and, and I got out of it. And it was the last thing I tried, and I wasn't any good at it. But at least you tried. I, at least I tried. At least I wasn't on a hill where I could really hurt myself. There you go. Yeah. Favorite movie? <laughs> Oh, Braveheart. Oh, I don't know. Lincoln? I love the movie three years ago on Lincoln uh, that was came off of Doris Kearns, a Goodwin's book. Mm-hmm. I, I, Braveheart, Lincoln. In fact, my favorite movies, I break them down and do leadership lessons off of them. Excellent. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So if you could not train leaders or anything related and you had to do something else with your life, what would you do? I would be one of two things. I would either be a conductor of a symphony or else, because I, I, I love music, and I would—I I just think, wouldn't it be amazing to have the talent and ability to take other great musicians and lead them? Because it's still leadership when you think about it. Or else, I'd be a, an athletic director at a university because I love sports. And yeah, those are probably the two things. I, I'd probably be quite worthless. I wouldn't to be have guessed the first one. Yeah. I, no. Oh, I would. I—I I had the privilege of uh, the Orlando Symphony. Uh, one time they let me have the baton and, and I, I, I let them. And, and of course I know nothing. I mean, they, that's when I realized they don't need me at all. They, they basically said, could you just get the downbeat right? So we get started. As soon as I was, it was kind of like I could have walked away. It was okay. But I, it was fun waving that baton as if they were following me. Final question, 73 years of leadership, um, impacting hundreds and millions of people around the world. Um, what are you most proud of? People like you. People like you. Just a few moments ago before the podcast came on, I, I received a text from one of my younger leaders. And uh, she just shared with me a couple of things that she had been able to accomplish this week. And I thought to myself, that's irreplaceable. The beautiful thing about getting older, I love my age. I, it, it's it's a beautiful time to, for me to live. And what, what I love about it has nothing to do with what I feel maybe I've accomplished. What I love is watching other people that I have influenced accomplishing so much more Mm -hmm. than I've ever accomplished. I mean, it's kind of like, I know I'm going to die, 
but I'd like to keep living on yeah. in the lives of others. And my father, when he, you know, when he died on, he died on Fourth of July, which was so appropriate to him because he was, he was, he got, he loved life and got a bang out of life. So I mean, I loved him dying on Fourth of July. But the whole, the whole process is, he'll always live. Right. He's in me. Yep. And, and so being able to have a legacy with people and, and uh, watch them do more than I'll ever do, that's truly yep. where the fulfillment comes in. Uh, well, beyond a shadow of a doubt, your legacy of leadership will lead on. And I just want to say thank you so much thank for you. your investment in us. It's John. been my joy. That was an interview between Craig Groeschel and John Maxwell. And you can find it on YouTube if you search under Q&A with John Maxwell, Inside His Best Quotes. You can also find out more information about Craig at craiggroeschel.com, as well as John Maxwell at his website, which is johnmaxwell.com. I encourage you to go check them out and look up the other resources that both of them have available, because you will be changed. Your life will be changed through their wonderful resources they have. Hope you have a wonderful day today, and remember, go live your 320 life more than you can imagine.